Welcome to the Heme Consult Podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear woman of color and hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Anwemena. Every Sunday, Dr. Anwemena will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Welcome to today's episode. Today's episode is called Let There Be Light. I am your host, Teosi Anwemena, hematologist, physician scientist, and educator. Welcome to today's episode. I want to first of all start off by saying that, oh, woman of color in hematology, you are precious, you are special, and your perspective is so important. Your voice is powerful. And even though people may have wanted to silence your voice, even though people may have told you that you don't have anything to say that's important, even though people may have tried to shout you down, your voice is important because your voice is going to change the world. And I'm here to share with you today that your voice is critical. It doesn't even matter how loud it is. It doesn't even matter how shrill it is. It doesn't even matter that people cringe when your voice is heard. What matters is that there is power in your voice, that you're going to use this voice to do good, because that's why you came. That's why you came. All right, let's talk about Let There Be Light. The theme for this particular episode is Genesis chapter one. All right, so the story I want to share with you is a story of how light came to my career and transformed it forever. The story starts at the beginning of my career, where I was I was doing what I was supposed to do. thought I was checking all the boxes. I was doing all the clinical work, keeping up with my notes, and um, doing all the things they told me I was supposed to do in terms of taking care of patients. And I was trying to do research. I had applied for grant funding at least once or twice and was waiting to hear back about one particular opportunity, which is a diversity supplement I talked about last week. And I had also been doing the work of educating as part of rounding, educating residents and fellows and medical students who were on the consult service with us. And so I was, I thought I was checking all the boxes, running the hamster wheel of life. And suddenly an opportunity came into my, um, my inbox. I got an email from a woman named Betty who said she ran this program called the Pride Program. Shout out to the Pride Program. And she invited me to join. This was 2015. And I thought, hmm, I have a baby at home that is not quite a year old and another older child. And I'm trying to make all this work and a new career. I'm only about a year and a half, two years into this career. And a good chunk of that was already maternity leave. I don't have time to do this bride program thing, whatever it is. And thank you. And maybe next year. And Betty Betty was persistent. She would send me emails and say, hey, you should consider, you should apply. And I finally told Betty, I was like, I have a new baby. I can't make this work. And she was like, wow, there's a lot going on in your life. And you should think about this. 
And one of the reasons why I, I didn't want to think about the program is because, oh my gosh, it was two and a half weeks in the summer away from home. I'd never done that before. Left the children and my husband at home alone and then gone off and done something related to like my career. I'd just never done that before. And it just didn't seem like the right time. This particular baby just, you know, just wouldn't sleep at night and she wouldn't drink the milk that I pumped for her. Mm-hmm. She just wouldn't do it. It was hard. It was really hard. And it just, I couldn't envision just not being there. I just couldn't. It was just going to be too hard. But somehow, somehow through Betty's persistence and the encouragement of many people, I signed up for this thing called the Pride Program. And I went to Georgia and I attended the Pride Program Summer Institute One. All right. So it was, you know, two and a half weeks of just an immersive time in research and hematology. And we would actually bring forth our research projects and we would expand on it and write our specific aims page and hear about other researchers and other tools that could be used to expand our research. And then we gave a presentation about our research. It was a really wonderful, immersive experience. But one of the things that really stuck out at me was Betty was talking about how we should already be working on submitting a career development award and we should be writing our grants. We should be participating in the NIH Early Career Review Series. And she had all these things that she listed that I was supposed to be doing that I had never done. And I just remember at the end of those two and a half weeks, sitting and telling Betty that, what, how is it that I've never heard all these things I'm supposed to be doing? How is it that I didn't know? Are my mentors at, at, at my institution hiding things from me? And she wasn't going to judge my mentors. And frankly, you shouldn't either. But she said, these are the things you're supposed to be doing. One of the things she said is that you're supposed to have protected time to do research. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to make the case for this K award. I was like, but wait a minute. What do you mean you have to have protected time before you can apply for this K? She was like, yeah, you can't make the K contingent on this, on the protected time you're going to receive because they want to know that your institution is making an investment in you. I was like, but what if you don't have that? She was like, well, these are the conversations you need to start to have. Oh my goodness. At the end of that two and a half weeks, I felt like there was just fire under me of all the things I needed to go and do. I needed to start working on writing my, my K award. I needed to go and start talking about getting the protected time I needed before I would apply for the protected time that would really protect me. There was just so much that came at me from that week. I mean, it wasn't just me. There were, I think, 10 of, 10 of us women in that summer institute. And we all were like, how is it that we've never heard before all these things that we're supposed to be doing to make our careers where it needs to be? I mean, I just thought I was doing well, just keeping up. I thought I was doing well. And she was like, oh, no. This is where you take your research career to the next level. You need to be applying for a grant. So I went back home. I went back to my institution and I started talking the talk. I started saying, hey, I'm going to apply for this grant and uh, I should have protected time. <laughs> a lot of things came out of that conversation with Betty. A lot of things came out of that two-week space, two-and-a-half-week space in the first summer institute of the Pride program. That made me suddenly realize that, wait a minute, wait a minute, wh what am I doing? Where do I want to go? I mean, it finally crystallized for me the importance of clarity and direction in my research career, which until that point, I kind of didn't have. I was just doing what they told me. I was just doing what they told me. And I finally realized I met a woman named Betty who was like, you know, doing what they tell you, it's not enough. 
And you've got to make a different decision. If you're going to have a career different from the one that they appear to be imagining for you, you've got to start thinking for yourself and taking action steps to get there. And that really began my pursuit of more information and more knowledge because I thought to myself, I was like, wait a minute, if I didn't know all these things that Betty is telling me about, what else do I not know? And I started to pursue career development programs outside of my institution and more and more light came and more and more light came. And a lot of the revelation and the interesting things that had happened to me in that space came from, from going outside of my institution to other career development programs. Now I need to pause here and just say that the career development programs at my institution are actually very, very good. And um, it doesn't mean that they're not high quality because they are. But let me tell you what happens when you step outside of your institution where people are familiar with you, you know who they are, they know who you are, you know the way things run. When you step outside of your institution and go to another place where people do things differently, all of a sudden you receive information in a new way. And all of a sudden there's a chance for you to be transformed by the information you get because people who do things differently, speak differently, talk differently, are telling you about it in a different way. And I think that's one of the things that's been important to me as I've gone out and done career development offerings that are outside my institution is to hear people who speak a different language share with me things that have really transformed my life. So that's the story. I'm going to pause there and tell you that three things, three lessons came to me out of that space. You know, at first my career, I was in darkness about what I was supposed to do to pursue a research career. And I didn't realize that I was in darkness in that way until I met Betty. And she showed me what kind of career I could have. So in a sense, a sliver of light came into my space. And then I started to pursue ways to expand this light that was in my space because I was suddenly recognizing that there was darkness in my space, right? And so many times when we first start We're in the dark about where we need to be, and we have no idea. We don't know. We don't even have any idea that we're in the dark until light comes in. And then when a little bit of light comes in, then we begin to say, hmm, what more could I see if there was more light? And then you begin to imagine what your career could look like with more light. And then finally, you get to the space where you, you declare, let there be light. And you really open the floodgates and you pour the kind of light on your career that just sheds light on all the darkness. And then you can really make change happen. You know, the problem with me when I first started was that I was clueless. I didn't even know what I was in the dark about because I just trusted the people around me that they were going to lead me to the promised land. I just trusted them. They were just going to take me there. Didn't even know what the promise sign was. Didn't know how to get there. I just knew that this wonderful people in my life, these wonderful mentors, were just gonna just take me there. And it wasn't until I met Betty that I realized that whatever nirvana I thought I was living in was not real. And that there was more. There was more. And it caused me to start to think differently and to start to think about how I would make my career different. And I started to pursue avenues for more information. And I tell you that the story of the rest of my career is about pursuing more information to lead me to see what is dark in my career and to shed light on that so that I could make 
the career that I really, really wanted. So I would say again, lesson number one is that sometimes you're in the dark and you don't know you're in the dark because there's no light. So it's it's kind of like a catch-22. You're in the dark, but you have no idea that you're in the dark because you're completely unaware. It's like you don't know yet what you don't know until somebody comes and throws a little bit of light on you. And all of a sudden you recognize that there's darkness and it makes you wonder where else is that darkness. And then, then you start to imagine the possibilities. It's number two. Imagine the possibilities of what your career could look like if you had the light of information that you need to make that change happen. And then lesson number three is that you have a chance to declare, okay, okay, enough of the darkness, let there be light. For me, a lot of that was really about not knowing what I was supposed to be doing. So I lacked information. And somehow I was living in the blissful oblivion of lack of information until information came my way. And I recognized that, wow, I have responsibility. I have agency. I have power here to get more information. And yes, I can change to get information from my space, from my own institution. But I really started to look around and see what other information was present outside of my institution. And the more that information came to me, the more I continued to look for more information. In fact, it took me back to my institution to say, hey, what is the information over here that I don't have? And I started to do weird things like actually go to the AP&T handbook and, and understand what does it take? What does it take to be promoted to associate professor here? What does it take to have tenure here? What does it take to be full professor This was all the information that I had never actually physically gone out and sought for myself because I just trusted that whenever it was time, you know, somehow the information would come to me. And I really trusted the people around me to give me that. And that's not a judgment on the people around me. It's just to say that, you know what, it is my career and nobody really has the sense for what my career needs to be. No one has a sense for my need except me, right? It's my career and they may imagine a career for me that doesn't fit me. And it's my responsibility to get the information that I need so that I can make the career that I want. And so my call to action for you is to ask, what darkness are you sitting in? What are the pieces of your career that if someone were to just open a little bit of a window and shed light on it, it would become clear to you that there's darkness there? What are the spaces in which you have knowledge gaps in your career? And what will it take to make the declaration that there be light? What will it take for you to go and get the information you need that transforms transforms your career? And I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to think about how could your career be different? What information do you need for that difference to happen? We talked in the last episode about how there are things in your career that you don't like, but there's a seed of something that you do like. And the question is, what information do you need to expand the seed of what you like so that you can shrink the seed of what you don't like? I'm going to encourage you that you have everything it takes to get the information you need so that you can create the career that you want in hematology. I just want to encourage you, women of color in hematology, You're here because you came to make a difference. And somehow you find yourself just completely overwhelmed by all the stuff that people say is important, but you're not so sure. 
And maybe it is important, but it's not as important to you as some of the passion projects that you have, some of the things that you want to make happen in hematology. And I'm encouraging you to pursue and expand those things because the only way our field will change, the only way diseases will be cured, the only way patients' lives will be will be altered is if you bring out that dream that's inside of you that currently is in hiding and make it explicit. The thing that you're doing on the side, that you're like, well, you know, I'll just keep doing what they ask me on the in the open, but I'll just keep doing this on the side. That's the thing that I need you to bring out to the light. We need you. I need you. We we all need you because the field doesn't move forward until your voice is heard and until your voice is heard loudly and clearly and strongly. And so I'm going to ask you, where can you get the information, the information that colors your voice, the information that changes how you speak, the information that changes how you show up, the information changes your career because now you know exactly what you need to do and what you need to do to get there, what you need to do to get to the career that you really want. All right. Thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to talking with you again next week. I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with me online at coagcoach.com. Have a great week. You're a superstar. Everything you came to do, you can do it. And no microaggression is going to get you down this week. Enjoy. Take care.